0: what's up what's up everybody this is carmine davis and you are listening to the carmine davis show what's up wake up wake up wake y'all's asses up okay like we got a lot to talk about how y'all doing i'm i'm not actually really good what a weird week um, I've been having, I don't know about anyone else and, um, what a fucking weird couple of weeks for me. I cracked my phone like a, like a couple of days ago and my phone has just like been on the fritz. I never cracked my phone. I have like the screen protector, all this bullshit. Like it's been, it's been a week. And then like, I've had such weird, like karmic energy. Like I've been... I don't know. I don't know if anybody else is into that kind of stuff or um, I just really feel, like, drained, like, spiritually, emotionally a little bit. Like, it's been a reach just to, like, keep moving. You know, I'm a hustler, but it's, like, every day it's just been, like, I just feel weird, like, out of my body, too. It's just been, like, harder, and I have been working a lot. I've been doing a lot of things. You know, um, by the way, the Carmine Davis Show merchandise has just launched. Go to Carmine Davis Show oh no, Davis shop dot com. That's Carmine Davis Shop dot com. And get into the new Carmine Davis merch capsule. It's really cute, simple. Um, you if you guys don't know, it was supposed to drop in July. But due to like COVID and the pandemic and the distributor, that distributor that I was working with at the time, he couldn't promise me turnarounds quick enough. And shit, if y'all would have ordered it in July, y'all probably would have just been getting it anyway with what the fuck was going on over there. Like they were taking like three or four weeks to send just the samples. And like they were promising like a month time. And then we were going to drop it in December. But of course, with all the shit with FedEx and... UPS everything was just like backed up so it was the perfect time in the launch as soon as I was able to launch and get you all some decent turnaround time because y'all was not gonna talk about me about how y'all never got those packages I see y'all on Twitter be talking about Cardi and all and Megan Thee Stallion and how y'all had to wait a year to get that WAP merchandise and not just Cardi and you know it's a lot of them so I was like I don't need the scandal Let's just wait. But it's here now, again, com, and it's the Carmine Davis um, show merch capsule. And it's really, really cute. Represent, make sure that you um buy your drip, you know, support black business, support a black bitch, you know, doing it up or whatever. I don't do advertisements or anything on this show. So the least you could do is like buy a t-shirt and a hoodie and shit. So if you want to do um the carbon davis show merch there is a link in the description box check it out it dropped today and i can't believe we only have like two more episodes for the season finale right it's like two more episodes my god like we're two more episodes after this y'all and i'm off for a month Well, I'm not really off. We just won't do the show for a month, but we got some really, really great um, stuff coming down the pipeline for you guys. We're changing the whole show around a little bit. Um, Same Kiki Ki, but just in a different format. Um, And I'm excited just to show y'all. You know, I'm a walker, not a talker. So, but anyway, let's get into our show. You know, if you are brand new to the show, make sure you follow, like, rate, review, and subscribe. Share this podcast because I don't do it for my health, baby. Every week. Every motherfucking week, I want you podcast stalkers to stop stalking me and just follow me. Join the family. Show the love. Share it. Share your favorite ad libs or whatever from the show. Because y'all be listening. Like, every week, every week, we go up. Every week, our, our numbers are, like, higher and higher. And the followers are crawling behind. Like, the subscribers are crawling behind. Why don't you just go ahead and just make it? Let's get married meet me at the altar on your white dress. We ain't getting no younger. The fuck? Okay. So anyway, let's hop into it. Okay. Our first segment is always the hot topic, which this time is from lovebescott.com. Shout out to lovebescott.com. I think they've been consecutively the hot topic this week. They really do a really great job and I appreciate them throughout the year, um, giving us really, really great concrete, um, stories. And this one, but this one was fucking weird. Did y'all, how come nobody told me that Dr. Seuss's books were racist? We were supposed to be cool, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, how did y'all not tell me that Dr. Seuss's books were racist? Okay, Dr. Seuss's stepdaughter saying pulling his racist books is a wise decision, but insists Dr. Seuss himself was not racist. Okay, I'm am I, like, the only one that's, like, every week we are, like, i'm spiraling like i'm just like okay what's not racist my goodness okay dr susan's stepdaughter lark gray demon kates is clarifying her stance on her late stepfather's following the announcement that several of the author's books will no longer be published due to racist imagery what okay demon kate said pulling the title's was a wise decision, but insisted that her stepfather was not racist during an interview with the New York Post. Um, There wasn't a racist bone in that man's body. He was so acutely aware of the world around him and cared so much, she said. She continued, I think in this day and age, it's a wise decision. I think this is a world that right now is in pain and we've all got to be very gentle and thoughtful and kind with each other. Oh my God. I feel like as far as sidebar, I feel as far as statements, that is like the best, one of the best statements that I've, I've heard regarding like issues with racism and, and um, discrimination. That was some of the, like it was straight to the point, you know, we can poke a hole in a statement and bitches be giving out half ass statements. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Them bullshit. You know, I'm sorry. You feel that type of way kind of statement. Like, But that was beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. While she understands why the decision was made to distribute the books no longer, distribute the books no longer, she told the New York Post that she hopes that they will one day go back into print because his body of work is unique. On Tuesday, which marked Read Across America Day and the late author's birthday, Dr. Seuss Enterprises told the associate Associated Press, or I call it the Associated Pressed, baby, because they just be posting anything on Associated Press these days, like any fucking thing. But anyway, that title's including and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street and if I ran the zoo will no longer go into distribution. I, what? These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the company committed to preserving the work of Theodore Seuss, gizelle though the whose pen name was actually dr seuss told the outlet ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure dr seuss entre- enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and all families the company added other affected titles including McElgott's pool and on beyond zebra scrambled Eggs super and the cat's quizzer what the fuck are these books like I had no oh my god I had no idea that he had so many books am I the only one that thought he just had green eggs and ham I literally thought there was like green eggs and ham Horton here's a who um cat in a hat I feel so stupid I definitely did not know that they were racist oh my goodness like oh my fucking god okay in 2019 a study argued that many of the author's classics children's books are racist and problematic and only two percent of his characters represent people of color they were all black and white I thought my god however Dr. Seuss enterprises added that it is committed to listening and learning and will continue to review our entire portfolio if the books are racist they gotta go period wow girl i did not fucking know dr seuss this is such a mind i'm like i feel like at first i loved this like era of like everything coming up you know out of the woodworks and all that but I have. I don't think that. I want to know more. I don't know. I had no one. I I just feel like how many titles does he have? They say six have been taken down so far. And also update that Dr. Seuss's books are actually taken over Amazon's bestsellers list. None of the discontinued books feature on Amazon's list. Um. Number 1 was the cat in the hat. And that's I but you know none of them were the racist books, so I I think that that's weird. I don't know. Okay, so why I guess we're showing support? Is that why we're buying his books? I don't know. On eBay, the books are, the discontinued books are going for like $4,000. If I Ran a Zoo, it's a start at $939 and climbs to $5,000 to get this racist-ass book, apparently. The Cat's Quizzer can be yours for $875 or $1,600 if you can handle a book cover with very modest rubbing. Oh my God! Does anybody have Does anybody have a Dr. Seuss book that they want to give me? I almost a that I'm almost a thousand
1: percent sure we have a Dr. Seuss how, um, book in my home.
0: I'm almost a thousand percent sure, and I'm about to come up on like a stack. Wow! I wonder if we have. I, I actually looking at these ty- like these books. I knew, I didn't know about these y'all. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stupid. Okay, I've, I've seen these books. But I had no idea he had so many books. I never really thought about it. I never thought about it, wow. And they are going up. So people are really trying to pay money for these racist ass books. Because they're banned, I assumed, I assume, oh my God, this, this, if I ran a zoo, is at $4,000, American dollars for this book that is like probably less than 30 pages. Wow. What do y'all think about that? Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Um, I had no fucking idea. This is such, wow. But if they're racist, they got to go. But my God, like I had no idea. I had no idea, y'all. Wow. I, did y'all know this? And y'all didn't even tell me.
1: You didn't tell me. Oh my
0: God. It was it's saying here that he was drawing black boxers as gorillas and leaning into harmful Jewish stereotypes. Dr. Seuss's history of harm is longer than some might think. Wow. Oh my God!" He was showed a, offensive depictions of Asian, Asia and Asian characters. Oh my goodness, y'all, y'all have got to see this. Click this link in the description. Look at this shit yourself. I know I'm not the only one who had no idea. march with y'all we i mean like i fought tooth and nail with y'all to keep the white patriarchy down and y'all can even tell me yo by the way that nigga dr seuss is racist too like nobody told me nobody bothered to tell me y'all not real like oh my god This is blowing my fucking mind Okay I'm not about to give this too much attention My head is already like kind of spinning It's been a crazy crazy last 24 hours And
1: now this Wow Wow
0: Wow Okay let's move on Okay so um oh wow all right well just in case you um i've just listened to the show um you are i don't know at the georgia aquarium and they are playing this to soothe the dolphins you know and you're like wow what a very soothing sensual voice and then you kind of zoom in and be like, "What the fuck is this nigga talking about?" You can find out if you follow, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. I'm a key. You know. I'm a hihi. I'm a I'm a gag. And if you don't know what any of those mean, then this isn't the show for you. But okay, so the middle segment is always the lo- the music spotlight segment. The artist spotlight section where I kind of talk about um artist groups, albums, um songs, concepts, musical concepts that are on my mind and that I feel like the girls y'all got to get into it. Like and one of those things is that something that we all kind of got into, but I feel like we need to really go back and digest the fact that Britney Spears's Toxic video is the best Music videos since Michael Jackson's thriller. And that is not, it's not a, this is not a debate. This is a, you're right, girl moment. Britney Spears' toxic video is every fucking thing from the start to the finish of the video. It's a brag. It is a moment that is most pleasing to me. And most pleasing to you, nobody dislikes this video or this song, but the toxic video, I had, I went back and watched it and I don't remember a video since Thriller that frame by frame by frame is iconic. We can literally take any screenshot from this video and everyone will know exactly what video this is. Any frame, any single frame from this video. From the start to the finish, it could not even be Britney. It could just be this ran the random big guy who made Britney made out with, who's holding a sandwich. You know who that is. In a weird way, we all know this video frame by frame by frame, and everything about it is flawless. Everything from this video is flawless. Okay, just. For um, shits and giggles, Let's, let me give you a little history about the Toxic song and the Toxic video. Okay, but beside it being Britney's, to me, her iconic song. Like, I feel like Toxic is her signature song. Um, Toxic is a song by American singer-songwriter Britney Spears taken from the fourth album in The Zone in 2003. 2003? That was 17 years ago, dude. Like, Wow. It was written and produced by Christian Carlson and Pontus Winberg, also known as collectively as Bless Shine Avant, who I would love to work with, with additional writing with, from Kathy Dennis and Henrik Johnback. Released as the second single from the In the Zone, is, is the, song, is, the song was initially offered to Kylie Minogue for her ninth studio album, Body Language, but she turned it down. Wow. After trying to choose between I Got That Boom Boom and Outrageous to be the second single, Spears selected Toxic instead, a dance pop and techno pop song with elements of bring bangra, bangra music. Um, Toxic features varied instrumentation such as drums, synthesizers, and surf guitar. It is accompanied by high-pitched Bollywood strings sampled from Lata Mangeshkar and S.P um bows i'm sorry i don't want to butcher these people's names but and breathy vocals its lyrics draw an extended metaphor for, of a lover as a dangerous yet addictive drug okay well we all know that toxic received acclaim from music critics who praise the hook and chorus who's calling it um the strongest track on in the zone um, it won the Best Dance Recording at the forty seventh Grammy Awards, making this Britney's only win for the Grammy. And it topped, um, it reached the top five in fifteen countries all around the world. The accompanying music video for "Toxic" was directed by Joseph Kahn and features references to Blade Runner, The Seven Year Itch, and Jason Wu, and John Woo films. It features Spears as a secret agent in search of a vile of green liquid after she steals it she enters an apartment and poisons her boyfriend the video also includes interspersed scenes of Spears naked with diamonds on her body after Jimbers, as, after Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson Super Bowl incidents the video um was considered too racy for MTV and was moved to late night programming okay so let's talk about that for a moment like we already discussed how Justin Timberlake ruined Janet Jackson's career tried to ruin Janet Jackson's career, and he also is like was a pain in Britney Spears's career multiple times. Multiple times, like we talk about this, like, but Justin Timberlake is a fucking nuisance. That's just to be like first things first, like, but anyway, I just want to put that out there. But to me, the reason why that is important the fact that it was pushed to late night TV. Looking back on the video, I'm like, what is so racy about this? But the video is kind of softcore porn. Like in 2003, this video is kind of racy. Bringing them titties in that bodysuit, her on the back of the car, riding a hot, with a hot black man. ah, uh, 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 it's kind of hot. Like looking back on this video, but we'll get into that. Okay, the music video for Toxic was filmed on a soundstage in Los Angeles, and it was directed by Joseph Kahn, who had previously worked with Spears on the music video for her 2000 single, Stronger. The editor of the video was David Blackbum, who also edited Womanizer and Do Something, which were all amazing videos. Brad Rushing was a cinematographer. Spears first approached Kahn with a story sketch of a secret agent out for revenge against an ex-lover, for which Kahn created a treatment. Her concept was almost fully formed and detailed, exempt exam- exam- exemplifying the scene in which she drops a drink on the passenger's lap so okay that in itself is let's just discuss another reason why this video is iconic it was all of brittany's idea except besides the fact of dropping the drink in the guy's lap like all of that was her idea Spears said she wanted to join the Mile High Club and be a stewardess that kissed a man in the bathroom. Khan suggested making him a fat man so the common man would feel represented. Spears also told him about a scene in which she would want to be naked and covered in diamonds. Khan stated that he was not sure what I was thinking about when she told me about the scene. Maybe those intros to James Bond's movies, but every video needs an iconic image, iconic image to remember and that's it. This choreography was a collaboration between Brian Friedman and Spears, and every scene had a, a completely different, strictly structured routine. Wow. After the treatment was finished, Khan proceeded to cast his friends and acquaintances as in the most of his projects. The plane passenger on whom Spears drops a drink was played by his longtime casting director, while the fat man in the bathroom was played by the casting director's assistant. Spears' boyfriend is played by Martin Henderson, who starred in Khan's director debut, Torque. For the naked scene, Spears cleared the set, leaving only Khan, Black Bum, And rushing with her to shoot the sequence. Spears also shot scenes in which she had to dance through a hallway of imaginary lasers in front of a green screen, something that Khan deemed as incredible to watch. The last few scenes of the video is in which Spears murders her boyfriend, considered Khan, who thought they would be censored. He explained the trick was to make it look pop at the same time and told Henderson, Would you like to be kissed by Britney Spears? According to Khan, the hint of a smile that appears on Henderson's face before Spears pours the poison in his mouth was was what managed to get out the last shot past the censors. So basically, like, the fact that he smiled when he was being, like, poisoned when in the video is the reason why that part wasn't censored. As if... it kind of proves that he wasn't dead you know what i'm saying like it's not a murder it was you know what i mean like that's what made the video non-threatening wow i had no idea wow that's really really cool although spears was at first going to be involved in the editing process with black bomb she did not contact con after the media scandal over her wedding in las vegas toxic was spears is most expensive music video of that time at that cost of one million dollars the music video premiered exclusively on mtv's making the video on january the 13 2004 a day after my birthday i remember this day the following day spears appeared on, t- on tRL to premiere it on a regular rotation the video was first released On the In The Zone DVD, an alternate karaoke version featuring the diamond scene was released on the Greatest Hits, My Prerogative DVD. Wow. Okay, so one, the brag to me about the video from the top to the bottom is that one that Britney came up with the concept all the way around. That's to me is a brag girls are not coming up with concepts like this, especially something so original and so cool to know that I knew she came up with the concept. I knew she scratched it down, but to know that she came up with the entire concept, except the fact that of of the man dropping the, of her dropping the drink on the man's lap is like such a, such a gag to me. Like, wow. Like, you know, and then one thing I love about the video is that this is clearly um, a nod to anime comic book, you know, but without cultural appropriation, Britney Spears is to me. She can jump, she can leap, she can jump to any kind of genre without black facing, without black fishing, without um, doing a black scent. She can do get on these hip hop tracks and scream and shout and got that boom boom with the yin Yang Twins without. She only does an English accent. She doesn't try to be hood. And in this video, she's not trying to be more Asian. She's not giving Asian um tease. Like she's not even trying to appropriate a culture. She's a white girl in an Asian comic, like in a, in a comic book flying over Asia, a secret secret agent. But it was it's the nod of Asian Japanese inspired anime. Is and like even frame for frame, this video could be a comic book. It's beautifully shot to me. Like You can literally take every shot of this video. It's like a flipping through a comic book. It's just not with the word bubbles. And then on top of that, her choosing a bigger guy to make out with was I feel like ahead of his time. And then two, the fact that in 2003, this was Britney Spears on the back of a bike with Tyson Beckford, sexing him up, one of the sexiest black men in the world, giving him all over his body, screaming on the back of his car, like, I mean, on his, his bike. Like, to me, without even a nod of it trying to be a thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now when black girls have, I mean, when white girls have a black guy in a video, you can tell it's like trying to be a thing. But with Britney, it wasn't. And even one thing I loved about Britney Spears was she was similar to Janet Jackson in the sense of every video, every project, every performance she's ever had. She's had such a diverse cast. In everything she's done. And it's not like a thing. It was just a bunch of sexy people. Having fun. Being sexy. Dancing. Giving body. Giving life. Giving you eight counts. Giving you choreo. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a thing. It wasn't like her trying to make a statement. But in that same time she was making a statement. Like Britney Spears does. A subtle. Always giving us a subtle statement. And then three, another thing that I love about this music video, the laser scene. Have y'all ever seen her do the choreography to it? Like with the green screen. I don't know if y'all were, like if y'all remember they make another video of her doing the green screen video for her when she's dancing and with the lasers. Every fucking thing. Everything. 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 Everything.
1: There are no lasers. It's just her in a green screen,
0: and that bitch in like her imagination. She's a genius. Literally dancing. Oh my god! Like, and there's no but you have to see her move it's like a specimen like he's right like she's moving like there's lasers and shit like that like with the green screen oh my god like it's everything get into it get into it you gotta find i'm gonna put a link of the in the description just to see that and remembering that how she ate that like come look at she ate that and the thing about what i love about britney was it was such a moment it was such a subtle moment It was such a you have to be there moment. And, like, she was, she didn't give a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was nothing to her. That's the gap. That's one thing I always say about Britney is that the thing about her is that it's nothing to her. She had this iconic video. All of this, like, and she just having fun. She wasn't overthinking it. Like, y'all have to watch this shit. Have y'all, if y'all have not seen the making of the video, you have to watch it. And the fact that Britney Spears n- never sweated, she didn't give a fuck. It was just fun to her. This was something fun. That laser, her, seeing her shoot that laser choreography is every fucking thing. Every fucking thing. She's so creative and I love it. And I feel like Britney needs her roses for what she's done. And them hills. She got the fuck down, baby. And that body, another thing. And the brag is also that body. Britney had gotten a little thick. I think she was with Kevin at this time. You know, she looked good. Like, but I love me some thick Britney. I love 2003 thick Britney. And I love me some, I love 2007 in the beach with her panties on. Britney. Toxic to me. Is the most iconic video since Thriller because simply because, like I said, frame for frame for frame, you know, that video, everything like people want to say, Bad Romance is the most iconic movie since I mean, video since Thriller, but in reality, there would be no Bad Romance without Toxic. It was everything, it was every fucking thing like that video, the song, it was everything. It's the perfect pairing it was everything. It was every fucking thing. Like that video was every fucking thing. And it's so beautifully shot. It's such a and I love I love everything about it. I love it. I love it. I love that she didn't have to do the whole Asian like she and, and thus creating an image of herself like of her own. Like that blue flight attendant dress is every fucking thing. It's iconic. It's fucking iconic. Like Every, every piece in that video is iconic. Every frame. Name another iconic video like that. That frame for frame for frame for frame. Thriller. What do y'all think? Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Like, let me know what you're thinking because, bitch, I'm looking, but I don't see a flaw. I don't see a flaw. Wow. It's a beautiful, every time I watch it, I'm watching it on repeat over and over again, and it's beautifully done. Everything, even through the test of time, like literally watching it 17 years later. And I still have not seen a video like this. And like the story behind it and watching the behind the scenes video of it. It's just everything. Everything, 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 everything. everything. And such a, ah, I love it. uh, Ah, my God. But anyway, let's move on to the last segment. It is the love relationship and sex segment, baby. Literally, l- my favorite. Well, I-, I go back and forth between the, l- the music spotlight, artist spotlight, and the um love, sex, and relationship segment as my favorite segment. But anyway, let's go on. And this one we always talk about in this segment um love and relationships sex um everything uncomfortable <laughs> a lot of things really risque taboo a lot of funny shit and this one is kind of the part in a relationship where you know all of us got to get to and it's the real part of a relationship And it's a rule, it's kind of unspoken, and it's the hardest rule of a breakup to go by, and it's the no-contact rule. The no-contact rule is the only way to get over your breakup. This is from Cosmopolitan.com, shout out to Cosmopolitan.com, they always give us our last segment. Um, If you want to get over someone and make it last, this is your best bet. When it comes to breaking up with an ex and making it stick, sometimes the best route to go in is to employ the no-contact rule. The no-contact rule is where you don't call, text, or message an ex in any way after a breakup. and includes not talking to their friends or family about them or the breakup itself. Says so dating and breakup coach Lee Wilson. The no-contact, there's a dating and breakup coach. Wow. The no-contact rule is so effective because it allows you to sit with your grief and wounds and not plug up any holes or feelings of brokenness with someone else. As sex and grief coach Breisha Bresha Wade explains, in painful breakups, the grief can be so palpable palpable that we all will do anything to soothe the pain in any any given way. Even if that immediate action leads to greater long-term suffering. Wade says, when you go no contact, this can help you properly acknowledge a loss and mourning and eventually create a space for something new, Wade adds. It's easy to trick yourself into thinking you might get back together if you keep texting your ex all the time and nothing really feels that different from pre-breakup. But as Wade says, that kind of short-term soothing can be harmful in the long run. Denying to yourself that the relationship wasn't working isn't going to do you any favors. Believe me. However... Once you start to live without their presence in your life, moving on can become much easier. Wade also says that the no contact rule can help you move towards experiencing and transforming your grief as opposed to distracting and soothing. Yes, it can be really, really hard to block your ex's phone number, Snapchat, Instagram, and Venmo, along with their mother, father, second cousins, and first grade teacher, but it's worth it. Doing so pretty much kills any chance of reconciliation, from both you and your ex, who is maybe still wanting on waiting on his text to be delivered. Taking the hard first step of going no contact can help you get over a breakup faster than if you let it fester and eventually spill into the tricky we're friends category. Doing so can then lead to the let's be friends with benefit situation where you and your ex then fall back into dysfunctions of the previous relationships. Stephanie D. McKenzie, a relationship coach, explains. Remember, you broke up for a reason. And once you've gone and deleted their number and blocked them, it can be even more tempting to email their work email or to find some other way to pop back into their lives. When you start to miss them, but you must resist. Don't hit them up because you miss them, Dr. Sabrina Ramal said clinical psychologist at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City. Remember, the function of the time is to process your own thoughts, feelings, and needs without the impingement of someone else. Romanoff adds, sit with your grief and loneliness and learn to process it instead of running from it. There's also no set timeline either if it works for you to have a month long no contact rule do your thing if you want to be like me and permanently cut them off and out of your life for good go for it do it as long as it takes says wilson that said it can be effing hard to match the rule it may take a lot of willpower and personal restraint particularly if you see your ex as your favorite at your favorite dive bar if you're considering giving it a shot Here's what seven women had to say about their experiences with the no contact rule and why it might be your best bet at moving on. There's 100% help me. I couldn't go back to someone just because it was comfortable or because things got hard. I had to cut things off completely. I would have gone back to him or at least kept talking to him. I do it every time. Delete their number and unfollow them. No temptation. Suck out all the poison. It definitely hurt more, but it also allowed me to heal and grow without being tempted to fall back into things. I completely cut him off and out of my life because I knew I couldn't handle having it and for any fra- only only a fraction of him. I'm currently trying it out, but it's not sticking. It's making it harder for me to move on. I was the one who suggested going a few months without talking, so I deleted his number and muted all his social media channels. But every, ch- every once in a while, he, t- he texts me and can- confuses me. It definitely makes it harder to get over him, and every time he reaches out and we talk for a little bit, I feel like I'm starting over with my feelings. I did it, and it helped. By no longer letting him in, I was able to discover myself again and I chose to do the no contact rule for six months because we wanted different things. It would have been very troublesome to stay in contact knowing that we wanted two different things. It hurts because it's hard to qu- quit anything cold turkey, but it was a good choice because it showed me that I could be on my own and happy without being in contact with him or having him be a part of my daily life. Um, I am about the one... I- I don't know. Now, if you just can't seem to delete or block or your ex long enough before the frosé starts calling them again, that's okay. You're not alone. Try changing their name in your phone so you're reminded exactly what you're doing anytime you pull up with their contact. When you see your ex's name, it may still bring sadness into your life or quite, quite literally make your heart flutter, says clinical psychologist Trisha Wallinan. That's why I recommend changing the name of your phone to related to pathetic asshole or idiot. Hey, whatever works to stop you from calling or texting your ex, right? This will look a lot like your beginning to happiness, trust. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, okay, so if you, to me, this is something that you do when you're really not in love. To me, the no contact rule um, is a a good rule to follow if you're just not in love with that person. And I, I think if it doesn't work out, you don't have to cut someone off. I feel like you can realign these people and figure out how they can be in your life the right way. Like sometimes I feel like we cut people off and we don't really try to actually be friends with them. And I feel like people try to make it like a hard. Um, if you're in an abusive relationship, this is completely different. If this is someone who's abused you, made you feel horrible about yourself or. But because y'all are not. Perfect right now and all this, that and the third. I don't know. I feel y'all have to. I don't know. The no contact rule to me is a little harsh, especially for someone who you love or who you've said you love. Do you know what I mean? Like. I if if this is getting toxic and is affecting your relationship or your life like to an extreme level, then yes, like cut it off. But like sometimes because you had a wild night of drinking, why don't just don't stop drinking? Just stop drinking so much. Or am I sounding like someone like? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like people try to do two extremes. They want someone in their life all the time, and then they just cut you off completely. Why don't you find out a healthy, before you cut someone off completely, why don't you find a healthy amount of them to be in your life? If that makes any sense. Like, a healthy ratio. Like, okay, well, we can't talk these days. We can't talk about this because you make me feel this way. But I guess it would be boundary Placing, and then if they understood in respect to your boundaries, you wouldn't have to cut them off anyway. I don't know. What do y'all think about cutting people off? I think some people are a little too free with it. It's hard for me to cut people off that I genuinely care about. I could cut you off for a moment, you know, and I guess it's the same thing. Like, I guess that's what they're saying, but I literally would just try to come back and try to figure out a way to have you back in my life. Like, I wouldn't, before I completely cut someone off, because if you cut somebody off, you'd never, I guess, I don't know. I I really feel conflicted about this. Tweet me at Carmine Davis, um, Carmine Davis show on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Let me know what you think about um, cutting someone off. I just feel like it's just sometimes very harsh. I
1: don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that's our show. Um, I can't believe, like, we only have two more shows.
0: It's so weird. Like, I think, I, I look back, I could never see myself, like, a year ago. Like, our show is almost a year old. And I, like, I, <sighs> wow. I'm so thankful. Thank y'all so much for sharing this space with me every week. Um... Even if you don't like the things I say or even like, it's a show that's, you know, raw every week and I explain how I feel, I talk and whether it makes sense to you or whether something, I've said something that resonates with you, something that you completely disagree with, you know, I'll never, I can never thank people enough just for sharing that with me. And I'm thankful for y'all and I, I can't wait for the, y'all to. Be proud of me. I'm not gonna get emotional. But cause I am an emotional person. Low-key. Um and I th- I thank everyone for supporting the show. So but anyway okay enough of the mushy shit make sure you guys go to carmine get into that new carmine davis show merchandise um i put a link in the description make sure that y'all continue to follow rate and subscribe the show share it let's go out with a bang and i'll see y'all next week love y'all bye